Hey there, we're about to start our free training, the 3 p.m. teacher that only happens once a year. Teachers are learning how to consistently leave school prepared and on time without bringing work home so that they can finally be present during precious family time at night and on the weekends. When you attend this free training, you get an hour PD certificate and other bonuses when you show up live. You will learn how to lesson plan faster, how to spend less time on grading, your actual teacher type, and how it's preventing you from really leaving school on time. I can't wait for you to join us so that you can finally have the best school year ever. Welcome back to Real Teacher Talk. Today, we're going to talk about how you can get planned before the weekend. So many teachers tell me this is something they really struggle with because they're often planning late Sunday night and rushing to the copy machine Monday morning, trying to make those copies for the day. If that's you, then this episode was made for you. Hey, I'm Kristen Donegan, and you're listening to Real Teacher Talk. I often say what's on a teacher's mind, and my mission is this. Help busy teachers leave school at three so they can finally enjoy their life outside of the classroom. Why? Because I know how tiring it is to have a never-ending checklist as a teacher and miss out on being fully present at home. On Real Teacher Talk, discover how to work smarter, not harder, enjoy teaching again, and still have plenty of time to shut off your brain outside of the classroom to do the things you love. Sound impossible? I promise it isn't. I've got five tips. I go way more in depth inside my program, Easy Organization Tools, but I've pulled the most important ones that I think you can find a lot of value in. First things first, once a month, I stay late at school. It's actually my time where I get prepped for the following month. And you may be thinking, but you don't know what your students are doing. You don't know if they're meeting the standards, they're having trouble. It's nothing like that. What I mean by that is I pull my monthly file from my filing cabinet. So typically at the end of September, I'm pulling out my file and it has all of my thematic stuff, you know, my writing and some grammar and all that, that I'm pulling out my box of centers for ELA and for math. And then from there, I get an idea because I'm using my scope and sequence of what's to come, of what's to come in ELA, what we're doing, you know, specifically in writing and comprehension and phonics. And then I'm looking at grammar and then I look at math and then I alternate each month. I'd alternate between science or social studies. So I've got all the things. It's, it's a massive pile going on. I've got some good music on. I'm super intentional. So I'm not being distracted by other things. And I know that's my one day a month where I'm going to pick and choose. So I just simply go through the files and I pull what I want to teach for the upcoming month. That's it. It takes some time. But it makes it so much easier in October, for instance, where I'm planning by the week because I already see the big picture. I have everything I need for the big picture. And then when I'm doing my weekly planning, I can easily pull what I need. So coming to that, step two is 
once a week, I pick a day or I would pick a day where I would stay later. Typically, it would be when my husband maybe had softball or soccer. Really, that didn't matter too much, but that did help a little bit. I kind of really enjoyed this because a lot of teachers kind of went home and it was quiet and I could get so much done. So what I would do that day is I would look at that monthly file of all the things. I had that tucked away in a home. Everything in my classroom had a home. So I had that in a drawer and I would pull that out. And then I'd look at what I had coming up for the week. I'd look at the standards. I'd look at what we're covering. And then from that pile, I'd pull what I needed for that month. Then I'd put that pile away back in its drawer. I'd pull out my plan book. And then from there, it really was just plugging everything in. If I'm talking about my centers, for example, I'd pull the center that I needed. I'd pull the um, original copy if I needed to make copies or the task cards, whatever it may be, the scholastic news. And I would just pull all that knowing that that's what I needed. I'd plug it into my plan book, like I said. Then what I would do as I'm doing this, I want to be pulling, like I said, the original copies. So I'd have copy clips. Rather than using post-its and writing the same thing over and over, I had a simple copy clip that would say one to two-sided. And then at the end of it, it would say 24, meaning I need 24 copies, one to two-sided. Or maybe it would be two to two-sided, so it'd be double-sided. I'd have a copy clip that would say stapled or hole punch, whatever it may be. But as I'm sitting there pulling my copies, I'm clipping everything together. So by Wednesday, this is my third tip. I would make my copies. Now, sometimes I was lucky enough to have a parent volunteer to make copies for us, and sometimes I wasn't, so I'd make it myself. I don't have time to fight for the copy machine. I didn't like to do it, so sometimes I'd run my copies at lunch. Luckily, our copy machine, or unluckily, (laughs) was in the teacher's lounge, and so as I was eating lunch, I'd get everything going. Didn't always work in case someone else needed the copy machine. We had, I think, 40 teachers at the time, and one copy machine. It was miserable. So then sometimes I would use my time if my kids were lucky enough to be, you know, maybe at specials, maybe they were at PE, then I would use that time to make the copies. I just didn't want to hassle and wait in line because my time is valuable. So I wanted to do it at this time where I knew a lot of people wouldn't be using the copy machine. And then finally, tip four is to have a home for everything. So what that looked like for me when I came back with my copies, I had a place. Some people use, you know, a drawer system. I had a simple filing system. I actually made it using post office boxes, you know, the flat rate shipping boxes, hot glue gun those together. I used a binder clip, clipped that right on that said Monday. Then I had a file. Um, it wasn't even really a file. It was like a file box kind of. You can see this over on Instagram. I've shared about it before at Easy Teaching Tools, but I'd have one for Tuesday, then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then there'd be a little cubby. That's the word I'm looking for, cubby. That would say next week and then a cubby for the following week. So I'd have my class set of copies, I'd have my plan book in front of me, and then I'd pull those copies and put them in the cubby where they belonged. So for instance, maybe on Tuesday, I'd have all my copies in there, I'd have my task cards, if we're doing some sort of art project, I'd have the construction paper in there, everything would be in there so that by the end of Thursday, I'm completely planned and ready for the following week. 
And it was really, really important for me to do that because I had anxiety and I always worried, oh my goodness, what if I get sick over the weekend and things aren't ready? So everything was ready the entire week. All of our centers were ready to go. So typically on Friday afternoon when my students were working on some sort of fun Friday activity, if it was a STEAM challenge or an art project or maybe they had extra tech time, whatever that was, I would easily pull our ELA centers, for example, from this week, right? Make a pile of those. And then I could quickly drop in the centers for next week because I already have them all prepped. It would take less than five minutes. And then the centers from this week, because remember, it's Friday afternoon. They've already gone through all of them. I could quickly refile back in their center box for the month or whatever standard that looked like. I actually would throw away extra copies. If for some reason there was an extra copy in there, I wouldn't hang on to any of that. So really all I was refiling was either the original copy of a worksheet or the game or activity that my students worked on. It was a really quick system. I go more in depth, like I said, inside my program. It's what thousands of teachers are using inside easy organization tools. But this was something that worked really, really well for me. I didn't want to use my weekends planning. I never really did that. So when I learned that teachers, you know, do do that, I knew I I wanted to be able to help and make it a little bit easier. And it's possible to not have to plan on the weekends so that you can enjoy the weekend to unwind, to relax, to recharge and not have to be going into the classroom or not have to be planning because I know planning takes some time. But this whole system to kind of recap by doing it monthly, step one, I would spend probably an hour or two pulling everything that I needed. Then um, step two was to plan once a week to kind of be in the classroom. That typically took about an hour, depending on how focused I was and what we were doing for that week. And then I'd make my copies in step three. That would take, I don't know, depending on if the coffee machine was jamming or not. Hopefully on a good day, maybe 20 minutes. It just depends. And then step four, I set up my home, you know, beginning of the year. I've actually, I would use the same thing year after year. So once you set up your home, for your copies for the following week, you're all set. So it didn't take as much time because what I did is I had a plan already in place. Um, I used to do it in the past where I wouldn't pull all my monthly stuff and it would just be week by week. And I found that that took me a lot longer to go through things. So I'd have my monthly stuff. I'd look at my scope and sequence and be able to easily see what was coming up. I hope that these five tips were helpful for you so that you can get planned before the weekend and ideally be planned by Thursday. So when Friday comes around, it's been a long week. You know, your kids are out for the weekend, you know, three o'clock rings or whatever your bell schedule is that you can just tidy up quickly, change out your schedule for Monday, get your copies that you have for Monday, pull them out next to your plan book, next to your computer So you're all set. So you can leave with the peace of mind knowing that you're all ready. And in case one of your kids gets sick, if you have them or you get food poisoning Sunday night, you're ready to go because everything is prepared. Thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Now go take some time for you. You deserve it. Get some fresh air, go for a walk, take a deep breath and enjoy the rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Real Teacher Talk. Every episode you finish brings you closer to enjoying your time both inside and outside of the classroom. If you love what you're hearing each week, let me know by leaving a rating and a review. 
And while you're there, don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss out on any new episodes. And as always, you can head over to easyteachingtools.com to check out all the links and resources from this episode in the show notes. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.